Hi, my loves. Welcome to episode seven of the 2020 Insight Podcast. This is a podcast about insight, perspective, vision, and all things purpose. I am your host, Sin, and I have a wonderful guest with me here today. This is a gentleman that I've known for a very, very, very long time. Actually went to high school with this gentleman, and I have seen him transform his life so profoundly in a way that just blows me away, especially when you know his story and you know his upbringing. It's just amazing to see where he is now and the kind of man that he is today. So I'm going to have him introduce himself to you guys um, and give us some history about who he is, where he's from, and also why he's here today. How you doing, Sin? It's great to be on this podcast. My name is Devonte Parson. I'm a published author, motivational speaker, youth advocate, and perspective provider in general. I come from Seattle, Washington. Grew up in Yester Terrace Projects, also the Central District area, 31st East Cherry Street. I'm here today to really show love to my homegirl and this great thing that she got going on with this podcast. And hopefully I could provide some sort of perspective to help somebody down the road in their own lives. Can you give us some... History, you know, so what is your story? Because obviously I know some pieces of that story, but um, give us some history on who you are. Okay. <laughs> well, and that's a long thing right there, man. I started off young in the streets, 12 years old, I started banging. Hmm. You know, my uh, dad was killed before I was born. My mom kind of, you know, had tough times, so she left me with my grandma. I was raised with my grandma in uh, poverty, you know, so you take on that poverty mentality. You know, uh, the things you see around you is what you become naturally in your environment. And as time went on, my grandma went to prison when I was 14 years old. I ended up even more deeply in the streets, homeless at one point, you know, running around, trying to find myself, trying to find a, a father figure in the hood. Hmm. And it just ran me down in and out of juvenile stints, jail stints, prison back and forth until I ended up facing a life sentence in prison. And that's that's really where I decided to change my my mentality at that point. And I'm here in front of you now. So, you know, having that prison experience and, and having that be what really sparked that need for change, can you just walk us through or just bring us into that moment? Was it a moment? Was it multiple moments? Can you just give us some more um, insight into that? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I, I would say it came to the point when I was in there. I was 22 years old. I had, a, I had a little boy on the way. He was born a month after I was already in. I had a little girl that was three. And they slid. Um, what they do is they give you deals. They give you opportunity to get a deal, right? Okay. And they usually send it in a paper. They sent a deal under my door, on my cell I was in. Hmm. And I picked it up and I read it. And it said, you're in a lot of trouble. We're going to offer you 25 years, Ooh. pretty much. It was 240 months plus a 60-month gun enhancement. Ooh. And when I seen that, I almost died. <laughs> I almost cried. <laughs> like, I lost all ability to, to even function for three days. I didn't eat. It was hard to sleep. Right. I was rolling around. And at that point, I was like, listen, if I can get out of this situation hmm. intact and, and get another chance in my life, hmm. then I promise you I'm going to change. Come on. And were you talking to God in that moment? I was talking to God at that moment. Hmm. Definitely, man. I was talking to God at that moment. I was talking to myself at that moment. I was talking to my kids at that moment. But it was it was exclusively a, a really a prayer. Yeah, yeah. And so then after that, you know, after you had that moment, because mm -hmm. um, obviously you're out today because mm -hmm. you're sitting here today. So right. 
clearly didn't get 25 years. Right. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the events that took place after that moment that led mm-hmm. you to where we are today? Okay. So what happened was after that 25 year, and I, I shook it off after three days. It was a three day moment of darkness. Like mm. it was bad for me. And when I finally got up, I, I, I actually mentioned it in my book. I, I got up and one of my partners was came up and was like, hey, bro, like, get up. He got the same deal. We had the same prosecutor and the same attorney at the time. Yeah. And he was like, hey, bro, look, man, you got to shake that stuff off. You know, this is what this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but if you got a problem with it, I got a book that tells you how to go pro se. And mm-hmm. pro se is, is how to legally represent yourself in the court of law, for those who don't understand. And me already being the fighter I was and being a risk taker that I was in the streets, I was like, man, let me check it out. He mm-hmm. said it as a joke. But I took it seriously. Yeah. He slid me the book. I studied. I studied. And I went and I called my attorney. At that time, I had a fiance. I was planning on getting married. And um, I fired my attorney. I called him and I fired him. I, I jumped in and I jumped in. That's one thing I talked to my clients about. I'm like, man, when you do something, get it, get a certain amount of the uh, information you need and, and jump in and just get started. That's the heart. The rest is tenacity. Mm-hmm. So later on, fast forward, middle of the fight, I'm studying. I'm looking. I'm looking through all these cases. And... I do my best to go in front of the prosecutor again. This is probably like 10 months, 12 months into the game. Mm. And at this point, mind you, you know, my fiance, she's doing some weird stuff. Some stuff's going on. I have me thinking she's doing stuff behind my back. So I'm stressing about that. You know, um, I'm not with my kid's mom at the time. So I'm stressing. It's a lot of stress going on. And I'm fighting this case, trying to be my own attorney. Right. And I talked to the prosecutor one more time. And I asked him, I said, can I, can we work something out? And pretty much he told me this. He said that. Look, unless you're willing to snitch on your partner, mm. it's a wrap. You're not getting no kind of deal. You're not getting no love here. So you're going to have to take that 25 years or we're going to the box. Hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to go to the box. I still didn't believe him. <laughs> I still didn't believe him, man. I, I still didn't believe him. And at, the, and at this point in my journey, I had started reading. I started studying. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you knew me. You know, my, my, my thing was dog, bitch, mm-hmm. cherry, G. Mm-hmm. Nah, dog, hood, you know, I'm sagging all over the place, my little butt out and everything, you know what I mean, <laughs> you know, but at this point, I started pulling up my pens, you know, I started encouraging other young adults, I was, I was getting books, and I was giving honey buns to young, young cats coming in if they would read a book, Come on. you know, and that's where my transition began, hmm. and I guess the deciding factor when it came to the day of trial, hmm. it came to the day of trial, and we're standing there, and, and the uh, attorney that was representing me prior came to me and said, look, and I say this in my book as well. He said, we have the opportunity to turn back around right now. Mm. And what I said to him was this. I was like, well, what was the last deal that the prosecutor offered me? He said, it was 25 years. It hasn't changed. Wow. And I said, okay. I said, so what will happen if I lose trial? Hmm. He said, you're getting a life sentence. And I looked at him and I told him, I said, they both sound like life to me. I'm mm. a fight. And he smiled. And even though he didn't want to say nothing, he smiled. And it let me know that he was proud of me. Come on. And I walked in, I, and you know, and by, by the grace of God, I did my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my thing. I got a lot of it off of me. I got that life sentence off of me. And I just ended up having to do that time for the, um, for the, for the gun. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to do five and a half years for the gun, mm-hmm. which was a blessing. Yeah, yeah. And not to, and to mention, mm. the book of Nehemiah is what actually led me through that. Give me some more. I want to hear about that. Okay. Uh, all right. I thought ahead. you would. <laughs> I thought you would. Uh. The reason why is because I went through a bunch of different spiritual things while I was in there. I was trying to be Buddhist. I was trying to be Muslim. I was trying to be a five percenter. You know what I Come mean? On. I was Christian, the Christian route three times. And I went like, <laughs> no, I was going through all this because, you know, per you, uh-huh. Christianity was something I always went back to. Right. Especially the one, the, the uh, proverb you had gave me so long ago. Yeah. So 
Right, let me dig into this book. And it, it said action, faith in action. Hmm. That's what stood out to me. And hmm. it felt like my, my soul was compelled to that. So I read the book of Nehemiah. And what I noticed, it was when I was going through trial. Hmm. And like what I noticed was he prayed for things and he moved on it. Come on. In faith. Hmm. And it told my story to the point where I was like, God, like this is this is me right now. People were laughing at him. They were laughing at me initially. Mm-hmm. And then people were fighting against him. When he started getting more serious, he started winning. They started fighting against me. Mm-hmm. And then he won. Mm-hmm. Then he won. Mm-hmm. So I said, if he went through this and God's telling me to read this and study this, this must be my outcome. And wow. it ended up being the outcome. Come on. Listen, you guys, I didn't know that part of his story. So I'm learning this at the same time that you guys are learning this. So this is amazing. Um, man, wh- how do I even follow up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to prison after that. So we go there. No, <laughs> and so I guess let's fast forward mm-hmm. because, you know, now obviously you're out and right. you've been out for a little while now mm-hmm. um, and for a year mm-hmm. and you are completely literally you have done a complete 180 from who i previously knew you to be Mm. and you still carry many aspects of your of your personality so you know a lot of characteristics are still very much the same Mm. but that's just part of how you're wired right Mm -hmm. so that's that's going to be the same Mm. but you've transformed how you utilize those parts of yourself Mm. right so even when you speak you speak with a lot of um strength and conviction and, and you know very loudly and <laughs> oh my god i'm feeling good you're making you fall. right well, you blessing. know what i mean but you do that from a with a different heart and with a different mind mm-hmm. and so you know for for me i love to see that and for someone who's known you for a long time that's wonderful so walk us through part of what your journey has been like on the outside okay. because it's one thing to be there and it's one thing to be out and then to have to live out your your new being if that makes sense mm-hmm. i guess i could i could break it down in maybe four segments you know mm. just to summarize it in the beginning it was relearning come on you know it was relearning in the beginning when i got out because a lot of my thought processes and my concept on life was from prison you know mm-hmm. and i had became a man in prison and i thought that that man was the man that was going to be universal when I got mm-hmm. out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know, how these plans, these ideas, I was going to, you know, I was going to be with a family, I'm going to be with my family. I was going to, you know, um, be making $100,000 in like six months. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I had it. You know, a lot of my partners, they was going to change their lives because I came through and did that. Yeah. And, um, I, and none of that came how I thought it was. Now, mind you, there were goals I written down that I did hit. They didn't happen in the time I thought they would be hit, huh. but they did hit. I had to learn. I had to first, I'm saying relearning. The reason why is because I had to relearn to be a man out here. Come on. Because that was different. Mm. Being a man in there in prison is a whole different community. Hmm. You know, and coming out here, I'm like, that man, there's certain aspects of that man. The values and principles can stand true. Yeah. However, that man can't, from prison can't operate out here. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I went through a lot of uh, stumbles in that relearning process. And, you know, some of them, like I said, I, 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 at one point I fell back into my old ways. Mm-hmm. Not in the, the gangbanging sense. I wasn't around with no guns and stuff. But when it came to uh, getting money, you know, I had, I had this point where I was doing a lot of things with women to get money, you know. And mm-hmm. I was um, just conniving, manipulative, and 
that was in that relearning that relearning phase. It, it, it was bad for me. Then I, I came into this point where it was like, okay, it was like a becoming. Come on. It was like a becoming phase. Hmm. Now I'm like, I started learning and I started becoming who I needed to be out here. The the, but the, the trick when I was becoming was like, I had I, I knew the script and I was walking a path. However, at this point, I I wasn't familiar with the new tricks that would come. I wasn't familiar mm. with the new stumbles. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, whoa, that was, that's something different. At one point, I got into a relationship, mm. and she just slid up on me, slid up under me, man, and I didn't even see it coming like that. And <laughs> I said it was all her fault. What I am saying is this is like, I should have been more mindful. Mm. I didn't know to be more mindful. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I do, but in that becoming stage, it was it was it was difficult because there was new things that I was that was coming at me. Right. You know what I mean? It was new things, and I was like, "Dang, where I don't even know how to deal with that." Mm. You know. And then it came to this being stage where it was like, "Okay, this is who I am mm. at this point in time." Because I, I I believe in growing, continuing Absolutely. growing, and that Absolutely. was after. That was after I went through that dark spot to learn, like, okay, look, I can't go back there. Mm-hmm. And this is after I had started learning the new tricks and traps coming my way. Like, okay, let me be more mindful here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then I, I was like this being stage. And this being stage where I had more influence than I was initially ready for. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had more influence than I was really ready for. You know, people were calling me to talk to their sons. People were talk, calling me to talk to their dads, you know, and... um. People that wanted me to come and and speak and and do these different events and all these different things and uh, it was blessings, but it was so much at one time, you know. And I I I I really didn't know how to really balance all that, right? You know, because I mm-hmm. I hadn't properly defined my vision at this point because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was capable of, mm-hmm. you know. With and because I felt like I only leaned in a little bit and all this came, right? You know, and it right. sat on my plate. And and once I got to that point, I got through that being stage where I started like, okay, this is the balance, you know, this is that opportunity is not for me. This is a better opportunity. This is more of who I am and where I'm going with this vision. I came into what I call the next level stage, hmm. you know, and I, you know what? I would call it the knowing, huh. you know, uh-huh. the knowing is where it's not a cockiness, it's a confidence. It's the knowing is where you're like, when I put my foot on the ground, I know that I'm going to be able to stand. Ooh, come on. When I move forward, when I put this foot in front of the other, I know I'm going to walk. Come on. You know what I mean? I know I'm good now. Mm. You know, and I know that whatever comes my way, I'm going to be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know? And at that point, it's like the world is now your oyster. It's like, mm. <laughs> you know? You right. know what I mean? You know how it's, you've been, you've been, you've been phenomenal. You've been coming up. You've been doing your thing. <laughs> so it, it comes to that point where you're like, I want that. I'm going to have that. Right. You know, right. and that's that's the stage I'm in now, that knowing. Not mm. saying I don't fall short sometimes. Not saying right. I don't make mistakes. Not saying there's not other levels. There's not going to be some a year from now. I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that. Right. But I'm at that knowing that I know I can get past that. Come on. Come on. And in that knowing and maintaining that knowing, mm. um, obviously, like you say, life happens. Definitely. So there are always going to be challenges along the way. Even when you have that confidence, you have that knowing, you know that you stand firm in your identity and you know who you are, I know you still sometimes wrestle with questions as to, do I belong here? Do I belong in this room? Do I belong in this conversation? Um, and I only ask this because I, I did see you post something on social media and then you and I have also had conversations as well. Um, so how do you even overcome that? 
when you get those questions, how do you get past that notion of, ooh, I feel like an imposter in this moment? Mm. We did we did have conversations did. about that. Mm-hmm. You know, we did have a conversation about that. You guys some great insight. Yeah. And about just being in there and, and, and having confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a blessing. It started with you talking to me, mm. to be honest with you right there and being able to raise my confidence level. Mm. You know, so I really appreciate that. Of course. Um after that it was like, okay, I have this knowledge now. Let me use it so I can gain the wisdom and then get the understanding from it. Come on. So the way, I mean, in my opinion, for anybody dealing with that, you got to dig in and be like, listen, man, if I'm here and I'm in these circles hmm. and, and I'm a part of these conversations, it's because I'm supposed to be. Come on. You know, God or whoever you believe in, whatever it is, the universe, whatnot, you're not going to be in a place that you're not supposed to be. Every time you're there, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Come on. You know, and once you understand that, hmm. then that imposter syndrome will go, will slowly go away. Mm-hmm. Now, it may come again in another level. Mm-hmm. But once you get like, wait a minute, I'm here. I'm supposed to be here come for on. a reason. Come on. I deserve to be here because I'm supposed to. This is mine. Mm-hmm. This is nobody else's position. Mm-hmm. Then that'll go away. Then I think about it because you're a black man, right? Mm -hmm. As a black man with a record that is now stepping into these rooms with influence Mm -hmm. and and, and a voice that is is supposed to and is going to and is already um, bringing about necessary change. Mm -hmm. So do you think that that also has to do some of those, you know, uh, some of those questions or some of those points of weakness? Do you think they have to do with also you just being a black man, period? You know, I think that may be a part of it. Mm. I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't fully unpacked that. Mm. I know that before I, and this is sad, actually, now that you say that, mm. before I think I'm a black man and I'm in here, I'm a black man, therefore I'm not supposed to be in here, I think I'm a hood nigga, excuse my language, mm. so I'm not supposed to be in here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, these are the same people that seven years ago I might have robbed, seeing them walk down the street. Wow. You know? And that's what I think of. Like, do they see me? As who I am now, or do they see me as that boy sagging with the with the black bandana on and, and a four five in his waist, mm. you know, ready to take that lunch? Mm-hmm. So that's what really plays in. But I, I mean, I'm sure that if I unpacked it a little bit more, that aspect of being a black man in there would be mm. will be there. Yeah, yeah. And even speaking of unpacking, for instance, mm. I almost wonder. I I don't know what it's like when you're locked up. Um, I don't know how much access you have to people that you can even unpack with right Mm. so you know when you were gone Mm. did you have access to counselors and therapists now that you're out are you intentional about connecting with a counselor or a therapist so you know what does that look like even for your mental health look when you when you go inside Mm. you go to you go in prison jail too they Mm. they give you counselor counselor yeah a counselor Mm quote-unquote counselor Mm. Honestly, out of 20 counselors, you get maybe three that are really for you to be your counselor, Hmm. to talk to you and really sit there, you know, and really be there for you. The other 17, nah, they ain't there. They ain't doing nothing. And I always had the misfortune of getting the BS counselor. Sorry. You know, and you know, you know, it sucks. But I feel like, I feel like God did that for a reason though. I felt like he was like, listen, man. You're going to fight for your life the whole way through. Come on. Because I didn't give you this chance. So I had to figure it out. Mm. But um, no, you don't get those counselors. But what you do if you are wise, and it's anybody, if anybody's listening, they have individuals who are incarcerated. Mm. You have to 
encourage them to get around individuals that can one mentor them, that can two listen, and also three give them wise counsel. You know, because I mean, mentorship and wise counsel are kind of, kind of different things. They they go they go in there, mm-hmm. but when you're mentoring somebody, it's more like hands. Okay, look, this is what's you know it's not doing. Let's do this. Woo woo. But yeah. like wise counsel is something like. You give options. You give perspective in a wise counsel. You know what I mean? Other than advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you, I, I was fortunate enough to get around guys. Forget fortunate enough. Actually, no. You be intentional with that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't fortunate enough. No, I made that goddamn decision to do that. Come on. So you got to make a decision to be intentional with that. Go and get around individuals that you can unpack with, that are unpacking with you. Mm. And and that's what I did. And. And it, it helped me out with my mental health because people go in there and go crazy. Right. I've I can't imagine. It. You know? I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. And you get out here and you'll be tripping. Hmm. Like when I first got out, I went to Walmart and I almost I almost died. I'm sitting there like uh. too many people moving around around me. You know what I mean? Ooh. And it's like, hold up, man. I, I remember I told my son one day, I told him to go to his bunk. Who does that? <laughs> I and don't want to laugh at no, that. <laughs> it's a serious. It's, it's real. Wow. Yeah, it's funny, man. And there's still certain traits I have. Before I walk in the door, like if I'm walking with another individual that's in a position higher than me sometimes, mm. we'll walk to a door and I'll stop. Mm. The reason why I'll stop because I want money for permission to open the door. You know what I mean? Sometimes when there's a lot, when there's people around, I'll close myself in a small room because mm. I've been in sales, mm-hmm. you know, for a majority of my life, really. So right. my mental health is still affected. I have, I have done some therapy. Mm. I wasn't consistent with it for very long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be all the way honest with you. I started for a minute and honestly, I feel like they started telling me shit that I tell myself sometimes. I, that's just what I felt. Uh-huh. But I, I do hear great results from therapists. So what I did is I began diving into me, mm. you know, and just sitting there with me and, and, and meditating. That's good. Meditation has been really helping me with that's that good. to help with my mental health. That's good. So that's good. Crazy. Yeah. We all are though. You're a little crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> and you listening, you're a little crazy to it. <laughs> According to Devontae, I guess we're all a little crazy. Well, that's y'all. <laughs> you're so ridiculous. But <laughs> I would encourage you absolutely to just continue. It's mm. one of those things where you just have to continue looking. Mm. Um, because I know for many of us, especially if you already carry so much wisdom on your own, mm. sometimes you feel like you can't process with somebody who will understand you mm-hmm. at the level that you already understand yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why we're supposed to be in community with others. And there's mm. a reason why we have people that, that are, um, positioned in and and equipped for different things and we're equipped for because we can't do everything so Mm. you know i would absolutely absolutely and i'm going to continue encouraging you to do this um to definitely find yourself somebody and if you have to go through five or six or seven or eight find somebody that you can process with even if it's once a month that's better than Mm. nothing and this is something you guys that i've learned for myself there are going to be things that you don't see because you only see through a specific scope when it comes to your own field. Mm. So you have to have somebody who can see and look into your field from a completely different perspective. I think that that's where wisdom really comes into play and health and restoration, mm. you know? So just some food for thought. That was fire. I need you in the next book. Oh, okay. I you got know, you. Real, that was fire. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. When mm. you said the community, like, that's why we need people, in, like, uh, we need community. And we then chill. we put mm-hmm. people give us, that's where wisdom comes from. Yes, sir. They help you outside of that scope. Yes, sir. That yes, was sir. fire, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Look, I got you. Might, I might go look for a therapist. Listen, I got you. Okay. I got Come you. On. And also, even just speaking of books, because you, sir, are an author. 
Um, you know, so plug your book just just for anybody who actually wants to read into more of you. No doubt, no doubt. I came out with a book, Pro Se, The Art of Becoming More. Mm. What it generally is, it's I call them eight jewels. Ooh. And they come from lessons I had while incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And I extracted those lessons to make them like practical for anybody who, who may not have ever been in jail or prison, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's put in wisdom, wisdom points, you know, things like do what you got to do right now and how to kill, how to kill, um, procrastination. Mm. Like three clues, three, three things I say that kill success is laziness, ignorance, and fear. Ooh. You know, laziness, ignorance, and fear. And I feel like all the, those three things, if you can get a hold of those things, then you can be successful in whatever you want to do. There's mm. a workbook I got coming out also with under the same thing is that it's going to go more into detail on those things and give you an action plan. But right now it's like pro se, the art of becoming more, you can find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Also, I got more academy, excuse me, more academics.com that should be dropped by next week. Okay. And that's where you can find a lot of the, the, the from the apparel to the books. Okay. Okay. And I want to unpack, I want to dive more into, because I'm a definitions person, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. So when I think about, you know, laziness, I think about ignorance and I think about fear, right. I can see how somebody can define, let's just say ignorance completely different from how another person mm-hmm. would define ignorance sure. or laziness and sure. so on and so forth. So just let's, cause, because we want to, because listen, I want to read the book. I know you, you brought me one, so I'm going to read it. Okay. Um, but give me, so how would you specifically, or how do you specifically define laziness, ignorance, and fear? Laziness is not doing what you can do. Mm. Simple as that. And what that means is you can get up and go walk because mm-hmm. you have a fitness goal, or you say that you want to have this fitness goal, but you choose not to do it mm-hmm. because you want to lay and watch TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or for whatever reason, when there's somebody with no legs, they can't go walk. Mm. You know, and and that ties in. It could be something like looking something up. I want to I want to gain some kind of knowledge. I want to learn about stocks. We were talking about right. stocks. You know, mm-hmm. I want to learn about stocks, but I don't really feel like going in, going to Google <laughs> and reading these books and studying all that. I want to be a lazy learner today and just kind of kick back and not do it. Yeah, you know, that's a huge killer of success. Right. I mean, imagine if you if you did go look into stocks a bit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? An hour a day, mm-hmm. or fuck it, two hours a week. Shit. You'll be that much more ahead of somebody who didn't do nothing towards it. Absolutely. And that might have been your plug to create the generational wealth you want, hmm. you know? But it killed it because you was too lazy to do it, and you mm-hmm. could have. Mm-hmm. Ignorance. Ignorance could cause laziness. So what the, the thing about it is a lot of people feel that ignorance is that you're stupid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're foolish. We put ignorance in a negative connotation. That's not what ignorance is, hmm. you know? Ignorance is just you lack the knowledge. Yeah. You lack the knowledge. There's plenty of shit I'm ignorant to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Be real. I'm ignorant how to run a podcast. You know? <laughs> real talk. However, I know that I can go get the knowledge. Come on. You know? And that's you the, the, the disconnect between anything. The only thing stopping you from where you want to get to and where you are is the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know? So, a lot of us, we choose to remain ignorant mm-hmm. to the things that will cause, will cause us to become successful. That's because we're lazy. Right. We're lazy learners, so we choose to stay ignorant. Hmm. You know? And and what they say, you want to hide anything from the black man, put it in a book. You know how many people? It's crazy, bro. Like, right. I probably sold almost 200 books now. Hmm. You know? And I and I follow up on the, the people that I can follow up on, you know? And I'd be like, did you read it? Hmm. And they'd be like, oh, I started on this thing when I went to it. Okay, cool. That's why your life's still like that. 
Right. You feel what I'm saying? No offense, but I, I guarantee if, if you follow every drill in my book, you're going to be successful. No, you can't. Come on. Because it's practical. Come on. This is the shit that people are saying is a secret. All I did was conceptualize the shit that these everybody else that's wealthy and rich did to where you can't understand it. And I put it in a way like me having a conversation with you. Right. You know? But people choose to remain ignorant. Hmm. You know? And then that ties into the fear. Hmm. Fear, man. Hmm. You know? And there's not... For me, there's not one real strict definition of fear is just not doing something because you're scared you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i guess that's the most simple thing i'm scared to do this because of whatever right you know for some people it's like they're lazy so they remain ignorant Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then some of them are scared to look up the knowledge you know what i mean some of them are scared some look here's here's an example right at one point when i was on my way out when i was on my way to get out of prison right yeah i was like okay I want I want to touch down. I want to get I want to make this kind of money. I want to get involved with the youth and whatnot and everything like that, right? So I get out. I start looking. I start looking. I got past the laziness and I start looking at the knowledge, so I wouldn't be ignorant no more. Yeah. Then I got in a position. I got scared. You know what I mean? I got scared. I almost fell off. I almost lost it. Thank God I had mentors there. Go I got scared. The reason why I was scared was because I was like, dang, what if I do make it? What if I do get big in this in this field mm-hmm. and I fall off? Hmm. What if this happens? What if, what if, what if? Doubt, doubt, right. doubt. Right. You know, that, that devil in your ear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that kills a lot of people's success too. There's the, and it could be the fear of failure. Right. It could be the fear of failure. It could be like, man, I got this fitness goal, but I don't want to put it here because I've said this before and it didn't work out and I'm scared that I won't be successful in it. Right. You know? And the way that I say that you kill, I, you know, I'll break down to how I say you destroy those things, like laziness, how you get out of laziness. My thing was, is as soon as I get the thought about it, I act. Mm. The book came from one sentence. I tell everybody this. People be like, how did you start writing a book? It's nothing phenomenal. It ain't It ain't nothing hard. Uh. You know what I mean? Only thing that put me ahead of the curve than a lot of people is I just started writing. I wrote one line. Literally wrote one line. Right. Then I wrote another line. Right. Then it turned to a paragraph. Then pages, chapters, and now it's a book. Right. And I put it out. Now, mind you, now look, there's the stage of the book. Mm. I was I, I kicked over the laziness, right? Uh-huh. But I was ignorant to how to self-publish. Uh-huh. So I started looking it up. Come on. And I get in there, I start looking it up. Here's this is the trick though, right? I looked it up, found it out. I went to press publish. Two days later, and error. What the <laughs> hell you mean? Put it in. Error. Uh-huh. So I start hitting up support and they're not giving me what I need. Uh-huh. Look, I'm gonna tell you like this. I put the book down for three days. I said I'm done. I went to Miami. You know what I'm saying? I don't want this no more. <laughs> you were done. I was gonna stay ignorant. <laughs> And I'm uh, telling people, don't stay ignorant. Mm, How do I do that? Come on. You know? Mm. So what I did was, I said, I can't go tell these people, don't be ignorant, don't remain ignorant, be lazy. Don't I'm glad that. you got it together. You feel me? <laughs> so I went in, and I fought, and I fought, and I figured out, and I figured out, and I tweaked, and I tweaked, and I tweaked, and there were still some mistakes, as you will see, but I I, I got the knowledge that I needed. Come I on. chose, I didn't want to remain ignorant, and I was able to go. Yeah. Here comes fear. Uh, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Here comes right. fear, right? Right. And I'm at this point where, so when you when you publish, you can kick publish, you can pick a date. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. The, initially, the book, because it dropped on New Year's, mm-hmm. I was going to pick a later date because I was I was scared. Right. I'm like, dang, man, like, I'm going to put this out. Who the hell am I to put out a book? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is Skrilla, dog. Like, right. come on. But they didn't even know you could read it at one point. Right. You was in a special, what do they call special ed gangsters? Though, they used to call me. <laughs> special ed gangster. I don't like laughing at that. <laughs> it's, it's the truth, man. You know what I mean? But, um. What I did was, like I said, like I said, ignorance, you go for the knowledge and for the fear. I was like, kind of the same thing when I said laziness. I just jumped in. I said, you know what? Mm. What the hell can I lose right now? Is it going to kill me? Only thing that can happen right now is it gives me more opportunities. Say I have mistakes in the book. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If I put it out, 
God willing, there's gonna be somebody smart enough to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna help you edit in this shit." There you go. Say not say only two people buy, but what if one of those two or somebody is a marketer that can help me market this shit? Come you on. know what I mean? So I feel like the rewards were bigger than the risk, mm-hmm. and that's how you have to look at it. Like, what can come from this? I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna live. You right. know what I mean? Let me just jump in the water and get going. Right. Right. And that's laziness, ignorance, and fear. Come on. Oh, that was good. Snap, snap, snap. Appreciate Listen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's that's really good. And I look at me trying to start to prophesy over you over this this dang podcast. You've been but... prophesizing for a while, man. It's starting to come true. <laughs> man, thank you. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think about, but that's another thing. Just to see God work in your life is just it's just so beautiful to me. But you know, I foresee you obviously doing a lot of motivational speaking and not only because you already, you carry those experiences. So there's something so different when somebody has lived something and they speak to you from their lived experience. Like there's, Mm. there's a different, there's a different essence that they carry. It's like you almost like you pick up that tool in Mm. a different way because you've actually lived it. Mm. Um, and because I see you doing that, I'm not going to impose that or press that upon you. But <laughs> I, you know, is that something that you, and I already know that you, you already have been thinking about speaking, but you know, where do you see yourself? I guess I'll ask that in a, in a more uh, broader term. So where do you see yourself in the next, you know, few years? What do you see yourself doing with the tools, the knowledge, the wisdom, the experiences, and just who you are and what you carry? What do you see yourself doing with that, you know, moving forward? Moving forward in the next, let's say, what are we doing? Five years, maybe? Let's say 10. 10. Okay, 10 mm-hmm. years. Bigger than Tony Robbins. Come Bigger on. Bigger than Tony Robbins. Come on, you better speak um, that. Like real talk. Mm. I'm, I'm international, inter- internationally talking, mm. speaking. I'll, I'll have the, I'll be having under More Academy what I just started. Actually, I started my, um, my business, More Academy. Mm-hmm. It's really only me right now, motivational coaching. We take people through goal, um, goal setting, um, attitude shifting, habit replacing, et cetera, you know, get you from where you are to where you want to get to. Uh-huh. But at that point, I'm no longer just the coach. I have other coaches because they're coaching people, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I'm, I'm able to step back and go, do more philanthropist work. Come on. You know, going through the different countries, helping in my country mm. and, and empowering people and providing them with perspective. A lot of a lot of times it's perspective that people don't have. Therefore what I'm saying is at that point I'm I'm big, I'm I'm influential around the world and Come not on. just the United States. Mm, I see that. I can see you doing that. that. I can see you doing that. that. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. And, and one thing that I'm going to need you to do is stay true to you, honey. 100. Listen. <laughs> okay. Now, not saying that walk up in here be a little extra, but. <laughs> be a little extra limp in my step. It's like, who are you, you peasant? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, is there anything else? You know, I know we're about to wrap up here in a mm-hmm. bit. But is there anything else that you can say? That, you know, if there's one piece of wisdom or just one piece of advice or just one nugget, just one nugget of whatever that you can drop, what 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 is that thing that you want to leave us with as your audience? Man, I hate to sound cliche, man, but like anybody can do whatever you want to do, man. And 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 all it is really is is the lack of knowledge, man. If you can if you if you can get up and go get the knowledge, you can do and have whatever. And the more academy, I say become more, do more. You just have to become more. And mm. that starts with you understanding, get that knowledge to get the wisdom to get the understanding. 
You know, mm. once you do that, once you have that knowledge of how to in your planet, man, you can be whatever you want to be. You can have whatever you want to have. Mm. I promise you, it's a playground out here. You be running laps. Come on. All right, now. Um, and also plug your social media because I want to make sure that people are able to find you right. and also just stay with you on your journey. So mm -hmm. that way, as you continue to grow and continue to become as you are becoming mm -hmm. and as you are mm -hmm. um, the man that God always created you to be, you know, I want people to be able to follow your journey. So plug all of your social medias and mm -hmm. any other anything that you want to plug. Most definitely. Most definitely. Instagram at the motivator king we have facebook davante parson d-e apostrophe v-o-n-t-e apostrophe p-a-r-s-o-n <laughs> um linkedin davante parson clubhouse motivator king don't ask me why they're two different but you know <laughs> and uh those are all more 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 academics.com is the website come on and one more thing sir i've always called you davante oh yeah it's davante it's not davante i found that out when i was 23 i just found that out today Really? I was today years old. Yeah, I've always called you Devontae. Yeah. Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. It's a little more powerful to you think about it. Okay. Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. You see that? <laughs> Say with your chest. <laughs> anyway, you guys, that is all we have for you today. Um, thank you so much, Devontae. I appreciate you and just your transparency. And I know that there's so much that you clearly <laughs> didn't get into, but thank you for still allowing us to just kind of just journey with you just a little bit. And, um, you know, just thank you for your wisdom today. No, no, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. I've been waiting to get on this for so long. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that is it for us today. And like I always say, you guys know that I love you and I'm rooting for you on your journey. So stay pushing, stay living, stay loving, and always, always, always find something to dance about. All right, y'all. 2020 Insight, Episode 7 with Sin. We're out. <laughs>